Welcome to Secrets to Victorious Living Podcast. I'm Lucia Claiborne. Thank you for joining me today as we discover God's secrets to help you overcome life's challenges. This will help you become victorious in every area of your life. Today's your day to start walking in and experiencing a greater level of victory. Welcome to the show today. I am so glad you stopped by and joined us today. We are continuing our series on Decree a Thing, and today we're going to talk about decreeing your victory. How many of you have felt like you wanted to get victory in a certain area of your life, but you just kept going around the mountain, you thought things were getting better, and then you had to take a step back? Well, I want to tell you, today's your day. You are in the right place. Maybe you are the one that your flesh keeps doing things that you don't want to do. You don't want it to do. And I want to just start out by sharing a little bit of a story about what happened to me last night. Our daughters and I went for a manicure and a pedicure, and we just had that girl time, and I was so thankful. And we had my grandson with me, and we went around to one drive through restaurant, and he saw the red light on at a donut shop. I think we all know what the red light at the donut shop means. They have hot, fresh, glazed donuts when that light is on. And so he wanted a donut and he waited patiently while we got our food for take home. And we went around and went through the drive-thru and got these donuts. The donuts smelled so good, the girls said, ooh, let's get one right now. So we all ate one. And one of my daughters said, oh, I think I want another one. So we started in on another round and they said, Mama, do you want one? And it was like, no, no, I don't think I want one. One is enough for me. And my flesh just started kind of crying out. He said, oh, yeah, they're eating another donut. You can't deprive me. And when my other daughter said, Mama, you just need to eat one. This is just group therapy. Let's just eat and laugh. And it was like, okay, let's eat. Let's laugh. Let's be merry. And so we did. And as soon as I took a bite of that second donut, it was like, oh, my spirit man just kind of cringed. And my flesh man said, ooh, it's so good. And I got up this morning and I said, Uh, I'm not going to eat any more sugar. I'm going to make my flesh obey me. I'm going to get healthy. And I got up and there was that box of donuts calling my name. And I opened it and it was like, oh my gosh, there's just one chocolate one left. And so I proceeded to enjoy that chocolate donut with a cup of coffee that had two scoops of sugar in it plus creamer. And I was sitting there enjoying it. And when I finished, my spirit man just said, now, how did that feel? And it was like, my flesh enjoyed that, but I regret eating it. And I said, God, I just ask you to forgive me for just uh, being a glutton. (laughs) Now, I can't speak for you, but I'll tell you a little secret about me. Sometimes when I want a donut, I just want a donut and I'll just go eat it. But it has been a long time since I ate a donut and I just kind of did overload. And so I was kind of beating myself up this morning and God said, you know, Lucia, there was somebody in the Bible just like you. I said, well, God, who was that? He said, let's look at Romans over in that seventh chapter about Paul. He said, you know, Paul said, why do I do the things that I don't want to do? And why do I not do the things that I want to do? And I said, Lord, that sounds just like me. He said, I know. And Paul beat himself up just like you are beating yourself up. 
He said, but I want you to read on over into Romans 8. And you see, I know what Romans 8, 1 says, because I have stood on that verse for a long time, because I had a lot of things to overcome in my past. But I want to share that verse with you today, because maybe you're not eating an extra donut. Maybe it's something that you're thinking about. Maybe it's the way you're acting. Maybe it's, I don't know, you fill in the blank. God will tell you what you're doing, or maybe he's already told you what you're doing that he would like you to stop and that you keep doing it. So I want to read Romans 8, 1 and 2 in the message translation. It says, with the arrival of Jesus, the Messiah, that fateful dilemma is resolved. Those who enter into Christ's being here for us no longer have to live under a continuous, low-lying black cloud. A new power is in operation. The spirit of life in Christ, like a strong wind, has magnificently cleared the air, freeing you from a fatal lifetime of brutal tyranny at the hands of sin and death. And the Passion Translation says, So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those who are joined in life union with Jesus, the Anointed One. Oh my gosh, does that not just set you free today? If you are connected to Jesus... There is no more accusing voice of condemnation. The word tells us that the accuser of the brethren is Satan. And not only will he tempt you to eat two donuts, then he will come and beat you up because you did. (laughs) And you think it's you that's beating yourself up whenever it's really Satan that is beating you up. We would like to stop and thank our sponsor for this podcast, The ABCs of Who I Am, now on Amazon and your favorite book outlet. This resource will build your faith and help you confess who you are and what God says you are from A to Z according to His Word so that you can walk in victory. We encourage you to get your copy today by visiting the link in the show notes and then stay tuned for new book releases, which include the ABCs of Who I Am journal and the ABCs of Who I Am in the Spanish version. They will be released throughout the coming month. Lucia Claiborne at luciaclaiborne.com is providing resources to build your faith, teach you who you are and what belongs to you according to the Word of God so that you can enforce Satan's defeat and walk in victory. When we learn who the accuser of the brethren is, that it is really not ourselves, it's really not our neighbor or a friend, the accuser of the brethren is actually Satan. And he makes you think that you're the one who is having those thoughts. You are the one who is doing the things that you don't want to do. But you know, the good news is that we have someone that actually lives on the inside of us that is there to help us overcome things in our life. And that's the Holy Spirit. I am so thankful that I was introduced to Holy Spirit because He's my helper. He's my comforter. He's that paraclete that comes alongside of you to help you overcome things in life. You may be spending too much money. You may be buying too many coffees at the local coffee shop. You may be talking about people. You may be like me and eating more donuts than you should. What a great topic. (laughs) You know, God has created us to walk in victory. 
But in and of ourselves, we can't do that. That's why we have Holy Spirit to help us. You know, the great thing about Holy Spirit is you just need to ask him for help. I have learned a new word, a new definition to the word ego. Ego, I have found, means edging God out. So I don't want to have an ego anymore. I want to ask for help. And you know, we can't ask for help if we have an ego. And so I want to encourage you today, if you're having a challenge that is keeping you from walking in victory in your life, just stop. Take a few minutes and just surrender. Surrender your own will. Surrender your ego and say, God, I need help in this area of my life. I want to walk in victory and I am not there. So I'm asking you to help me. And you know, the great news is that God, Holy Spirit will be right there to help you every time you ask him. And then, you know, you won't go around that mountain anymore. You won't keep doing the things that you don't want to do anymore. And then 2 Corinthians 2.14 will become a reality in your life. And God will use you as an example to encourage and uplift other people. 2 Corinthians 2.14 in the Message Bible says, In the Messiah, in Christ, God leads us from place to place in one perpetual victory parade. Now, I don't know about you, but I love a good parade. I love the bands. I love the horses. I love the people that are marching and dancing. And it's a celebration. So can you imagine your life as a celebration every moment of every day, everywhere you go. Imagine that. Think about that. Take time to just stop and go there in your mind and see you overcoming that obstacle in your life so that you can walk in victory. And I'd like to read it from the Passion Translation. It says, God always makes his grace visible in Christ, who includes us as partners of his endless triumph. Because Jesus triumphed over Satan, we can triumph over Satan. Jesus paid the price for us to walk in victory. And because we are created in his image, we're just like Jesus. We can walk in victory every day of our life. As I tell you each week, God is not mad at you. He is mad about you. He loves you with an everlasting love, and He created you to walk in victory every day of your life. Not only that, He has more on His mind for you today. If you would like more information on how you can live the victorious life, I invite you to visit my website, luciaclaiborne.com, and sign up for my daily emails, Faith Builders for Victorious Living, my monthly emails, Victory Thoughts, and you can join my mailing list while you're there. Then, plan to join me again next week as we learn more about living the victorious life.